Hi, I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're the, the Ghouls Next Door. Talk about that spooky stuff. As we do. Happy New Year! Wow, you made it a whole year around the sun. We did it. We didn't die. We did not. You know, no one ate our kids? No I mean, one had kids? don't know. You don't um, know if anyone ate someone's kids. <laughs> I'm just saying, in our immediate circle of life. Yeah. None of that happened. No uh, one ate our kids. We didn't witness exist. any of that stuff. No one was possessed. No one was evil. No one did all that stuff to our knowledge. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Happy New Year, Ghoul Scouts. I'm so happy that you're here spending your New Year's with us. It's very nice. Yeah, I'm really happy about it, too. Imagine we're in glittery, glittery clothes, and there's confetti and balloons and balls that drop. And everyone's screaming. Everyone is screaming. <laughs> and everyone's, everyone's also planning, you know, because yeah. it's a new year. So everyone has New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Do you have New Year's resolutions, listener? Write us. Wait, they are. Tell us on the social medias. Use your face, mouth, and your hands. To Either one. Do that. And Give us a call. What your thoughts are about Call them. in right now. The yeah. lines are open. There's no lines. <laughs> the lines are in the past. Telepathically. Tell us. Yeah. And cool. <laughs> Someone out there, I bet, has that new year, new me mentality. Yeah. And that's, you, that's their Facebook status. Yeah. <laughs> this year, year new, new me, year, y'all. new me. You know what? Look at my face. It's new now because it's new year, new me. Exactly. And I agree. I say... <laughs> This whole month, January, mm-hmm. let's do it. Let's New Year, New Us. Let's talk yeah. about the new year and who the new, we, who is it? Who, who, are, who do we want to be? Who are we really ever? Yeah. I feel like I'm not really me. This is new me. New me is different. New, new year is different. New year is different. New, new year. You. New me. I'm different now, Gabe. Oh. Look in my eyes. Yeah. Do I look different? No. Good. Okay. It's a secret. It's deceiving. Yeah. Yeah. This what is. About you? What are you? What's what your stuff? What is it? Well, Tell me. This <laughs> new year, we're talking about new me, and we're gonna we're gonna be covering some topics revolving around people changing. Yeah. Not always for the better. Yeah. But they are a different person by the end. Is yeah. essentially the whether that's emotionally or. Mm-hmm horrifically physically yeah or it's an imposter who knows yeah just new you you know it's someone's really walking around in an edgar suit <laughs> sugar water <laughs> and <laughs> we think it's edgar but it's not it's actually an alien and men in black have to show up you don't know yeah. so our first episode in this series is gonna gravitate around this idea of transforming and empowering yourself by any means necessary and against all odds. Yeah. So inspirational. Yes. Yeah. But think more uh, drenched in blood. Yeah. Or devouring the weak. Mm-hmm. Because there's a price. <laughs> there's a price. We're going to specifically talk about ladies turning monstrous to exact revenge in some way. Yeah. Think uh, Carrie from Stephen King. Yeah. But instead, we're going to be exploring Jennifer from Jennifer's Body. Yeah. And also other ladies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of go ruin some lives in our new me times. Yeah. Because, I mean, so we, we've talked time and time again about how horror is, a, horror is a great genre for representation of women. Yeah. Right? Um, as well as a problematic representation where women are sexualized and our worth and or survivability uh, is contingent upon our virtue and purity. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Don't have sex or you die. Yeah, did you have sex? Hey, hey. Two, you, did you enjoy it? Yeah. Uh, but, d- but did you? And then if you say you didn't, you think that makes you safe? It doesn't. It doesn't. You're not safe. No one's safe. And that's, Virgins can <laughs> die, too. Yeah. Well, essentially, like, promiscuous women don't usually make it to the end of a slasher, right? Mm-hmm. But these days, we are getting stronger independent and sexually awakened women taking charge on screen yeah so and these days even 
in the past. I mean, Alien also did that. Um, <laughs> and this is, with horror, this is now our chance to be the hero, to fight and survive until the end, mm -hmm. to keep our wits about us when the rest of the world goes to shit. Yeah. It's an opportunity for women to exact our revenge, to make up for last time, fight against the patriarchy, all of that good stuff. And yeah. what better way to do that than in a horrifying way? Yeah. You know, really just go out, guys. Find a demon. Yeah. Let it possess you. Yeah. And then eat all the men who've done you wrong. Eat all the boys. I mean, we're treated horribly all the time. <laughs> Shouldn't yeah. we get the chance? To just do that back. Yeah. Right? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not saying we should do that. No, uh, I shouldn't eat people. Don't eat people. Don't murder them. But like, if you got a demon in you, that's not really you, is it? It's new you. Yeah, it's new it's you, new. who gives you the chance to to exact revenge on potential rapists. Yeah. Or those who did you wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's Logic. why. <laughs> yeah, that's there <laughs> with it, one hundred percent. Yes. Ah, excellent. Cool. So we're going to be exploring today uh, heroes that come in the unlikely form of the film's villains. Yes. But there are heroes to us. Women. Monsters. All right, so I figured we'd start it out with uh, the 15 female monsters you'll meet in a horror film. Specifically, just like women who are kind of like doing their thing. Yeah. And then turn into or are taken over by something or, you know, whatever. Yeah. To crazy monsters that usually wrap around the idea that either they've had sex. Or, or they're capable of having sex now. Yeah of puberty mm -hmm. it's essentially an excuse for women to act out of the realm of womanliness so it's like we don't have to be polite anymore because there's a monster inside of us or we are a monster yeah, yeah. now we don't have to be so nice blood comes out my plate my parts now it comes out of you that's just where we're at i think that's an even exchange <laughs> equivalent exchange <laughs> well, monthly i lose this much blood therefore now, that much blood must come out of all the people here okay that was a gross thing I just said. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, first. Yeah. Um, the alien. Yes. Um, so essentially, it's kind of like that uh, body snatching kind of thing where it's like, mm -hmm. one, I think if you see in a lot of alien movies is like the threat of alien pregnancy. But I don't think that that's what this is saying. No. Um, it's more so that like someone has taken over. The body and yeah. you know is making them act different so an example of a film that does that is one the faculty mm -hmm. from 1998 and then it also mentions the invasion of the body snatchers go on what's next big cat well they essentially lose their sanity and go a lot of that crazy times cat. and they're a cat now yeah so it's like oh i'm a woman but no we women are fel felines we're on the prowl yeah we're big kitties for your blood Nom, nom, nom. Yeah, that. So um, the next is uh, the cannibal. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when women just like start eating people, that's like a big time. You don't want that. Yeah. Um, but in the specific movies that they're talking about, it's called Frightmare. Um, and it's about someone who's like genetically, it's like a trait within them that like makes them want to go around eating people. Yeah. So like that's really stressful. It's like you can't even change it. It's just like. That's what you are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. you're iron deficient. So we got to make mm -hmm. up for somewhere. Yeah, and I think that I could definitely see that just being a fear in general of, like, you always see, the, like, the worst. We watched that video recently with the woman who is, like, going down on a gentleman. Yep. And then instead of <laughs> just doing that. She rips off his penis with, with her mouth. With her mouth, yep. That's that what music, happens. That was a music video that my boyfriend <laughs> that made us watch. Which yeah. Which is, thanks. You. It, was, it was great, um, but... I think there's, like, a fear of that yeah. <laughs> in general, just because, like, that's a thing there that is. could happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, cannibalism. Uh, yeah. Uh, the demon, which is uh, from what we're talking about specifically within Jennifer's, Jennifer's body, and yep. there's countless other movies that touch upon that, like The Exorcist and uh, yeah. specifically The Evil Dead, Night of Demons, lots of that. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially that there's something taking over 
what was once an innocent woman who was not going around murdering and killing people, yeah. but instead is now just like kind of acting on like carnal, crazy desires, usually in a like succubus like way. Yeah. And that they're taking. I will say this. I think what's different between Jennifer's body and the other ones mentioned is that generally the demon is perceived to be a male demon inside mm. a female body which with jennifer's body because it's a succubus it's not really gendered in mm -hmm. any way it's just jennifer is now a demon yeah so it has a different take than say the exorcist where it's very clearly a, a male demon who's making her say all these things it's not yeah. her as like a you know a demon version of herself saying the things that she might have wanted to say so interesting yeah um, the next one is the ghost, mm. um, which it basically talks about, I guess, the original version of the ring. Yeah. Um, Japanese. And, yeah. And how like. That was terrifying <laughs> in yeah. its own way, but then like kind of like this idea of this ghost woman that can get you and like take you away. Yeah. And murder you brutally and all that other yeah. really scary, fun stuff. And I think the important thing about Japanese ghosts and how and what they do well is that the Japanese ghosts tend to be um, there because of a horrendous wrongdoing that came upon mm -hmm. them. So it's like it's revenge in that yeah. way. So like Vengeance thinking definitely. of like I think Shutter with mm. the camera. That yeah. ending is absolutely one of the most impactful ones I've ever seen. And with the ring and um, yeah. or um, what's the the ghost one? The grudge? The grudge. Like that one, that ending, like thinking about what happened to her and why mm -hmm. she's a ghost. Like, come on. They do that really well. And so it's like in yeah. our afterlife, now we have the power to fight back. And, you know, it doesn't, it happens to be against the wrong people, but. Yeah, but basically like, it's just so interesting. I guess like culturally, women have just been wronged so much that yeah. vengeance is just something that's expected of us to want. Yeah. Which I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but that that's just like a really real fear that that's like so creatively played out in yeah media. they do um, really well and the way like they portray women as monsters is just always really interesting mm -hmm. um this one i don't really understand what it is but it's the gorgon mm -hmm. which like is a, a monster from greek mythology it's essentially um where you petrify people yeah it's um it's Medusa. Yeah, which that makes sense to me, but I didn't know what a Gorgon was. Mm -hmm. So Medu and Medusa's curse. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, because she happened to love the wrong man, and so an evil goddess was like, "Now you can't look at anybody. Your hair snakes. Try to brush that. <laughs> you think you're so pretty. Now you can't look at anybody. Your hair snakes. <laughs> yeah, you were here, guys. That's what happens. Don't have sex. <laughs> <laughs> the insect, which uh, hey. is about the wasp woman. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, I just think that's funny and it's not. Um, but the, like essentially there's like a subject that gets tested with royal jelly and it goes wrong and science happens and it turns her into a murderous insect woman. With insect women, I will say this. It makes me think of Buffy in which mm. there was a praying mantis woman. And so the mm. idea was, like, she would have sex and then she would, like, behead the male. Yeah. And that's, like, what she was looking for. So that, in that way, like, insect, female insects tend to be pretty hardcore. Like, yeah. you have black widows and, and mm -hmm. like, praying mantis and all those. Mm -hmm. It's like, when we're done doing what we need, you're dead now. Like, that's it. What do we need you for? So, like, for, for a, like a human. Yeah. <laughs> for a human to now do that is, like, a whole new thing it's yeah, like no, it okay makes sense why we're, it's scary. we're an insect we have to yeah yeah those are my two cents so you know just like when uh you go on a tinder date yep and it's going really well so yeah. you know choice they come home with you yeah and you're feeling good about it and you know you get yours yeah then you just behead him it just happens yeah, you just you know? rip his head off <laughs> with your hands with your hands <laughs> there's no weapons it's just it's like done you're done you did it that's what sex is you're welcome we've, <laughs> yeah. we've taught you everyone who hasn't had it there you go yeah that's what happens learn about it when you're done this is sex education the with body. the cool next door um, the snake uh night of the cobra woman mm. yeah <laughs> uh it's a unsurprisingly a really trashy film according to this article yeah. um basically a nurse is bitten by a cobra and becomes a snake woman uh so she stays young and beautiful 
but her her with a steady diet of venom and sex. Yeah. I will say that snake women, women who are often either exoticized as snakes or dragons, tend mm-hmm. to be of like Asian descent or uh, African. Yeah. Um, because they're exotic. So they're like animals. And so they're like this like beautiful yet venomous creature is mm-hmm. how they're perceived. So that one I feel like is less empowering because of the way it's been used in history. Yeah. Um, but it is prevalent in, in those things. Like that's why it's always just like the dragon lady. And it's like, yeah, a poor Asian woman who's just like, this is even the right ethnicity for me. <laughs> like you just picked me and put me cause I'm Asian. It's not right. Yeah. Yep. Telekinetic. Yeah. Carrie. Yep. Um, if you've not seen Carrie, that's when uh, blood comes out of your lady parts, and then you make blood happen everywhere else. That's kind of where I met with Carrie. Um, essentially, she's bullied, and it gets really bad, and she's, like, kind of tortured, and just... It's what happens when you really just have, like... You try to dominate a woman for too long, and then they have their, like, teenage years where they gain power. In this case, telekinetic powers. Yeah. And, like, they make up for all that time that they didn't have a choice. Or freedom. And now they're like, well, yeah, now all you're dead. All, the, yeah. all your friends are dead. Well, Carrie's definitely very suppressed and very bullied. Um, but the real trauma comes from, and I'll talk about it in my section too, is just like her um, becoming a woman and how she's cocked mm-hmm. at. But it also unleashes her feminine powers, which happens to be tele- telekinesis. Yeah. But the people were rude for so long. So, and that was a cat was person. Like, <laughs> I was just trying to tell the story of Carrie. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then the dangerous v- vagina. Yep. We uh, will talk about the dangerous vagina. We sure will. Uh, teeth. Yep. Everyone's heard of it. I at least think so. Stay tuned next month. Yeah. So we're going to definitely talk about that next month. But essentially it's like the danger of, you know, raping people. And that when that happens, you don't know what's down there. The vagina yeah. is a mysterious land. Yeah. Yeah. And it's apparently an innate fear that Freud wrote about was the monstrous vagina that would have teeth and that all women have the potential to destroy your manhood. Thanks, yeah. Freud. Cool. All right. <laughs> um, the vampire, uh, which I mean, like, I think that's in both genders pretty yeah. often, but specifically, uh, there's the movie The Near Dark, mm-hmm. um, and countless authors, uh, basically where women do the thing that Dracula did and instead yeah. lure the men. Da-da-da. Yeah, the Queen way. of the Damned. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about some vampires next month, too. Yeah. yeah. Stay tuned. Not this episode, but other ones. Yeah. Um, and then the witch, which is something we've talked about pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, where they have a deal with the devil and they're, they're coming for you. Yeah. yeah. And the wolf, which is uh, from Ginger Snaps, which is something we're also going to mention when we're talking about Jennifer's body, because there's actually a lot of similarities between the two movies. But yeah. this is about how, kind of how puberty awakens this, like, she-wolf-like creature. And, you know, you can't control yourself. You're eating and murdering and all that stuff. Yeah. Because women times. Tragic women times. Yeah. That's all I got. Those are the 13 monsters. That's excellent. You're welcome, world. (laughs) So what we're going to explore is this concept that uh, is the first line of Jennifer's body, which is hell is a teenage girl. Mm -hmm. So it's this idea of these monstrous women who find their power, um, usually through this transitional period in which they get their period or through their first sexual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're thinking of Carrie, we see like a lowly girl who's tortured by her peers and her own crazy religious mother until she snaps after several traumatizing events mm-hmm. that revolve around her becoming a woman. Mm-hmm. So like it's her, you know, losing her virginity or not her virginity. What am I saying? Uh, getting her period in the showers, getting mm-hmm. ridiculed and then being coated in pig's blood. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like this, like, um, comparison of women and pigs, which has happened in literature quite a while, quite a lot. Um, so in films like this, we are allowed to explore what it would be like for our female bodies to give us the means to exact revenge on those that have wronged or killed us. Yeah. Um, our maturity and pain, AKA period 
is a transforming event that usually causes a change in our perception of reality and the way the world sees us. So, like, when you get your period, we are now women. Yeah. We can, you can ha- have babies. Yeah. We can have children. We can get married. We can fulfill our womanly duties. So the world sees us differently. Mm-hmm. And so inwardly, we're also changing as well. So it's like, yeah. that's why it's this, like, pinpointed transformational time. for these monstrous women so it's like okay our bodies are changing (laughs) we can now essentially have sex in all that but it's like god forbid we enjoy that or revel in our femininity Mm -hmm. because then we risk being dubbed a monstrous woman yeah you know and it's the difference between like thinking about the the final girl the blonde victim and the monstrous woman Mm -hmm. with the final girl she's generally a virgin Mm-hmm. So she didn't have sex. So she's she's saved because she's pure. She's wholesome. Yeah. You know, uh, with the blonde victim, the difference between that and the monstrous woman is that the blonde victim has sex and enjoys it. Right. Yeah. But it's just like she just happens to be a promiscuous woman who's, who's having sex. Right. Mm-hmm. With a monstrous woman, it's using sex as a weapon. Yeah. So it, it totally transforms it. Cause so you're it's, like turning the tables on men, essentially. Yeah. Because like the blonde victim is still a tool and still a, a victim to the male counterparts in mm-hmm. these stories. Whereas the monstrous woman is using her sexuality as a tool in a way that like men get away with all the time. Mm-hmm. And like in a way that's unique from the way that men do it. So like uh, we had watched a YouTube video and they explained how um in and what we'll talk about in jennifer's body is essentially that people aren't on guard around her there's no reason to be alarmed because she's a woman you know like if a man did the things that she's doing you'd run for the hills yeah you'd be like oh gosh no run away yeah this is the worst she's terrified or he's terrifying he's trying to do sex upon me and i don't want it (laughs) yeah um you already are like inclined but as a man approached by a woman who's like offering herself your guards are down so having the roles reversed is really awesome with jennifer's body so we'll definitely jump into that um but i read this amazing study by barbara creed about monstrous women in horror films um so she talks about in the exorcist that there's this idea of creating an other out of the otherwise known character so taking reagan and possessing her with a demon now transforms reagan into something else yeah right and so with this being able to become something else, she can now say things that Reagan otherwise wouldn't be able to. Yeah. She now has power and voice mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, she's also, you know, it's kind of uncomfortable and she is possessed by presumably a male demon if demons mm-hmm. have genders. Um, but for films like these, uh, women are now over-sexualized or monstrously sexualized through this transformation. Um, So they allow them to be sexualized and confident Mm -hmm. in these areas. So in The Exorcist, all of Reagan's sexuality is brought to the viewer's attention by the fact that she is possessed by a demon, which causes her to shout obscenities and her desire to act on her sexual impulses. Mm -hmm. Like she does all those like gross things. Yeah. Like and like talks about her mom and like all this really awful things. Yeah. (laughs) And like the priest mom and all that stuff. Um, And then Jennifer's body, which we'll discuss more uh, in the film section, um, where Jennifer had already been aware of her sexuality and used it as a tool, we do get this impression that she's not exactly, like, in control all the way. Like, she's still Mm -hmm. kind of innocent. Yeah. Like, that's why she's, like, immediately a victim. (laughs) Like, in the beginning, like, Jennifer, like, real Jennifer, pre-demon Jennifer, is 100% a victim. Yeah. And she's preyed upon because she's innocent, because she's not really a powerful force. She's just a woman who happened to be beautiful and knew that, like, in this small town, she can get what she wants. But when it comes to, like, the real world and, like, an actual predator, she doesn't stand a chance. Mm -hmm. But when she's transformed into a succubus, her sexuality is a weapon. And she uses it against the boys in town. And now she can exact revenge on them um, after presumably being raped by the band. Yeah. Because there's really no other way to imagine that story. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what happened if we were going to translate it into reality. Um, You know, when you don't get demonized and stuff. Yeah. Because that's what it wasn't so much that she's demonized is that that's her reaction 
Yeah. I'm not going to get there because we're going to talk, <laughs> talk no, about it. No, but it's really it. interesting. Yeah, it's like, like that's so, like a it? form of coping. Mm-hmm. That's a coping mechanism is that she's now become the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but she becomes the monster and now her openness, her beauty and sexual appetite make her a villain. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so Creed goes on to talk about this, that whole fear of the castrating woman, mm-hmm. um, which we will be exploring because we will talk about teeth next month. Um, but this is the idea of a woman overpowering and mutilating men through sex. Yeah. And it's usually with this personification of the vagina having teeth. And, like, devouring the penis. Because, like, you're vulnerable as a man. That's, like, the one time you're vulnerable is when your penis is inside the vagina. So, if she could bite it off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I just think it's, like, what I found very interesting in watching this um, and just thinking about the monstrous woman was, like, that it's kind of, like, this idea in, like, Disney films that the woman who's, like wants to pursue her own happiness or like get things her own way and not just like go about and succumb to the world or become the Mm -hmm. wife or whatever is the villain. So you have things like, um, Maleficent who Mm -hmm. like is running an entire (laughs) kingdom, you know, you have, um, what's her name? Octopus lady. Uh, Ursula. Yeah, Ursula, who's doing what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she also was running, like, her own crime syndicate, <laughs> you know? And, like, mm-hmm. she, I mean, the girl signed the contract. Yeah. She's a 16-year-old girl who wanted to change herself for a boy. Which one of these is the hero here? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think Ursula is a hero. But it's this idea that, like, when a woman comes into her own and uses her stuff and her, like, mind and her body in this way that, like, not only empowers her, but also um, exacts revenge, that's when they mm-hmm. become the monstrous woman. Yeah. So, those are my kind of epiphanies yeah, in regards to, oh, to ladies. I did so much research, guys. I got so excited. I went on this, like deep dig mm-hmm. it was like a black hole of information where i was just like i need more did you learn everything i have so much more to learn educate me again. honestly barbara creed you're amazing if by some chance you ever listen to us uh one i hope that we did you a solid in your representation but she's got a lot of information that is going to come up you were gonna hear her name a lot cool because she does it she talks about like in the way that you were talking about those 13 different ways, mm-hmm. she also talks about those. So she talks about like the alien mm-hmm. being this like mother. She talks about the possessed woman. She talks about the witch. Like it goes on forever, but she talks about them in the way that they're represented in horror. Yeah. It's probably a better, better article. Than the one, yeah. <laughs> well, it's also very long and very expensive, but I, would, I just think like, it's so interesting because we've done the possessed woman. We talked about, um, like possibly being unwell and in with exorcism films like those women are victims because they're being you know they're being taken advantage of yeah in in ways so with something like this where you're possessed by a succubus it totally turns it on its head yeah So one of the monstrous women that we're going to talk about is Jennifer. Yeah. She was very scary. Played by Megan Fox. She did a lot of eating of people. She did. And it was great. Chomp, chomp. It was gory. So if you haven't seen Jennifer's body, I totally understand. Because it definitely doesn't look like... Like, it makes sense that we watch it because we watch anything horror. Mm-hmm. And we're... I, me personally, Gabe here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's your Gabe here. Uh, but... Like, I enjoy slasher films, and I love the hokey ones and Mm -hmm. things that play on absurd realities. And that's what Jennifer's Body is. Yeah. So, but also reevaluating it and thinking about it and and understanding that it was this rather half-hearted or not exactly, I'd say, it's a poorly executed feminist film in that 
when you're looking at it and you're thinking like you're reading or watching uh, interviews with a director, yeah. it's like, oh, she wanted it to be perceived a different way. It did not end up that way. Yeah. Uh, it was very <laughs> misunderstood. Yeah. I think it had the opportunity to be way more than it was. And for instead to make money. Yeah. It became what it is. So Jennifer's body came out in 2009 and it's about a newly possessed high school cheerleader who turns into a succubus who specializes in killing her male classmates. Can her best friend put an end to the horror? So no. <laughs> she does. She does. Yeah, put an she end. does Spoiler. She does. Uh, fun fact. When you look up this film on IMDb, the first two keywords mm-hmm. associated with it is lesbian teen and sexy woman mm. which says a lot about this film honestly yeah. um i did feel that like the like when i watched like youtube videos and we we read more about it mm-hmm. the lesbian like undertones definitely are there when you're looking back but i really felt like we didn't need them i didn't i felt like because it didn't it wasn't fully fledged that it didn't it shouldn't it didn't have any place there essentially like yeah, I mean, was, I didn't realize it until it was, yeah. Like they, as you said, like they were just spoilers, making out, and I was like, "What? Yeah, this wasn't." And then, like, we watched the YouTube video, and I was like, "I guess, yeah." Now I see it, but like, also, it was just like, yeah, yeah. as you said, it wasn't done right. Yeah, it felt kind of tacked on the way that I felt like the lesbian scene in Black Swan was Mm -hmm. where it's just like let's get viewers so we're gonna get two hot actresses to make out with each other but I think what when you're looking at it it definitely could be perceived that way and I think the difference between the Black Swan scene and this one is that Megan Fox's character Jennifer is manipulative Mm -hmm. and if Amanda Seyfried's character Needy um, if she did have any kind of feelings for her, that would be the perfect way to manipulate her. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it really devalued their friendship by doing that because I, I didn't feel like they really had a lesbian relationship and I don't understand why it's not okay for them to just have a platonic relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah, they held hands. Like, you can have manipulative friends that are platonic. I've had them. Yeah. Like, where there's no sexual anything, and they understand, yeah. like, their control and connection over you, and they manipulate it. Like, that happens. So, I agree. It doesn't need to be done. Yeah. That I, way, unless, like, unless they were going to do it better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if Needy yeah. was a lesbian, like, if she was, or if she's bisexual or whatever, but they made it more like it wasn't tacked on. Like... I don't know. Like, there was little things when you're looking back, like, Jen is very flirtatious and all that, but I just really discounted that as just being a part of her. Yeah. Like, that's just who she is. And I didn't even really see her as, like, she definitely is manipulative and a bad friend, but even still, I didn't see it that way. My thing was, there's a scene in the beginning where Needy's going out to the the bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And she's getting dressed, whatever. And I don't really care about talking about that scene like her getting dressed i think that the tone is weird like her with like it's narrated Mm -hmm. but the rest of the film isn't really like that yeah so i guess it is kind of narrated but it's like it's narrated in this like third person point of view whereas this one was a direct relation to jennifer Mm -hmm. anyway uh but there's this part where her boyfriend is like (laughs) you're um She's like, he's just like, oh, you just do whatever she wants, whatever. And Needy goes, no, we have a lot in common. And it's supposed to be this joke because, like, they're not supposed to because she's a nerdy girl and she's a cheerleader, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. I think it would have been so much stronger of a story if they did have things in common. Because I believed her when she said that. Yeah. I didn't think it was a joke. So I was expecting there to be, like... Some, like... Genuine, nice, like, redeeming friendship qualities. Yeah, like, I was expecting, like, scenes to come forth or heard of reference times where they did, in fact, have things in common. Yeah. Because her whole idea of, like, uh, what did she say? Sandbox friends don't die or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not true. Sandbox friends die all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you're never friends with your sandbox friends. Like, that's not how that works. (laughs) Unless you're in a movie. So to me, it was like, that's a really pathetic 
excuse for like, the reason like why they're, they're so friends. Yeah. No, I think they actually did have stuff in common and that they did really care about each other. And I think if we drilled that home, I would have felt way stronger about their relationship and about what's happening to them. 100%. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't, I agree. It wasn't like done right in the sense that like you didn't really care about their friendship because like you didn't have any really good sections of it to be like oh yeah she's changed or like oh yeah like they're really one side like you couldn't even really develop a view of what their friendship was because like you had like these weird like weird moments that were just like extra for what reason i don't know yeah and like so another thing that i i didn't enjoy was diablo cody's slang and we definitely picked up on it like she calls them salty or whatever there's a lot of things and what i not having realized that it was by diablo cody who made juno i didn't really get that and for some reason i was like is this just slang i don't know like is this like a youth thing that i missed out on or my thing was is this something very specific to this town like, is this a part, This is, is this a place in America that I am just not familiar with the lingo? But it felt very forced and weird. Yeah. Because it's like, it sucks because like, we're already trying to be established in this world that's different from ours. And then you're putting weird words on it. So now we also have to decode what yeah. people are saying. So that's a negative for me, Diablo. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> um, yeah, I would agree. There was definitely, it was strange. Yeah. Another question people have is whether or not this film would have been a smash hit had it come out today. Huh. Yeah, so, like, Vox and somebody else had said, like, that this would have been, like, a feminist film and a cult classic had it come out today and not in 2009. Mm. Because in 2009, it wasn't, like... I mean, we had feminism, but... Right now, it's it's a thing, you know, yeah. and, and it's a part in a discussion in media. Uh, for example, we're here. <laughs> we're talking about it. But, like, it also can't... It just... I think the problem wasn't entirely that it came out in 2009. I would agree. I think, there, I think it was trying to do a lot of really interesting things. And especially since we watched all those videos, like, explaining all those really interesting things. Yeah. And I don't think it did it right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it would have been just as kind of weird now. Yeah, I, I I think that Karen Kusama, who is the director, tried really hard to make this film a feminist piece. And, like, when you're watching interviews with her and she's, like, highlighting these parts and, like, what her intentions were, mm-hmm. um, it you're like, oh, okay. But it definitely feels like it, it fell short and that it kind of almost feels like her explanations and her intentions feel like afterthoughts. Like they made the film. What, like J.K. Rowling? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Shade. <laughs> Yo, you got some ointment for that burn? Um, <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, it's just this idea that like she made the film and then she looked back and was like, that could be perceived as feminist. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, I meant what I was meaning to do. Is like, okay, then why didn't you do that? Because the entire film is just like a sex trope like you know fun time gory mess which is fun but like don't try to tell me that it's this feminist masterpiece when you didn't really try or if you did try you just didn't do it right so yeah um (laughs) yeah uh yeah it just seems like her explanations are so late to like what it really was but also in realizing that in the director's cut, there's a lot more information and there's mm-hmm. more scenes that made everything a little more purposeful. Yeah. And that the theatrical release is where it just became like... Hokey sex time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just fan service for Megan Fox's bod. Mm-hmm. Which is like sad. I really, I really enjoyed Jennifer's character. Yeah. No, it's like she acted. Yeah during parts of that movie and I was genuinely impressed in like the scene where you know she was in the van yeah then get tied up and stuff like she acted I was like whoa look at you huh yeah um so yeah she did like a good job and it is kind of like a shame that you kind of lose some of those moments and like her actually like doing a good job 
Yeah. In the fact that they just like really played up like, here's my naked body. Yeah. When I'm dead, I look like my boobs are like up as like a dead Barbie doll lady. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like where she is as a monster, Jennifer, as a as a succubus, she is, you know, using her body and she's feeding off of the of these on these boys and reversing these roles where the boys now have to carry pepper spray and the boys have to look out because there's a predator out there Mm -hmm. and it would be perceived that this predator would probably be male. So that's also like no one's looking for her, but it didn't really feel like she utilized it entirely as much as she could have. Mm. It it felt like she was just doing it because she had to do it, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to look ugly. So even like her, (laughs) reasons like when she like like finds out like she's a god and stuff she should have been more power hungry the fact that she dwindled for an entire month before she fed again is absurd yeah it does seem really out of character like she didn't seem like she cared about it no so why is she acting like she cares about it i mean maybe she was scared she was gonna get caught but like at the same time i don't know no because she's sloppy and i think like she knows she's not an idiot, but she like just didn't have the right motivation. Like I felt like the power of this succubus could have been so much more beneficial in another monstrous woman than Jennifer. Yeah. And like also, and that's why in Ginger Snaps it's so it's different because in Ginger Snaps we're taking a woman who is not seen. This is a woman who's like essentially the the girl from uh what is the the live action version of taming of the shrew <sighs> i don't know yeah so it's like 10 like it's like taking the character of 10 things i hate about you where she's like society is all fucked and my women, hair's in a ponytail <laughs> yeah women are the scourge of the earth we have to fight back blah, 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 blah. and then giving her an awesome power like the wolf yeah. in ginger snaps and then like now she can like really take her power back or yeah. something like carrie where you're having a girl who's just like ridiculed both at school and home by her crazy mom and then she gets this power and it's like of course that's how she uses it to exact revenge at prom after yeah. being like teased so then Instead of having a similar story like that, we get a woman who already is kind of like as innocent as she was and and taken advantage of. She still had some modicum of power. Yeah. Like she didn't really want for anything. I think the the important part of that is that she was a popular cheerleader. Everything was going well for her. But when we get to the bar and she's like trying to get these banned men she's reduced to like this like mousy like like she's not seductive at all yeah in that like she tries mm-hmm. to flirt but she's she's bumbling she's, she's a like mess because she's like an innocent she's a teenager yeah. and these are grown-ass men yeah who are like basically being creeps and yeah and then she's like oh i'll go get you a drink like she doesn't even really know what to get he doesn't even drink it and it's like she just has no idea what to say and then she's completely hypnotized and so when they like take her away and they and she's in the van that whole scene was so traumatizing to watch and what angered me was needy allowing it like there's no way in hell no matter how slutty my friend is perceived to be that she's going to get in a rapey van with several men while she's clearly either in shock, intoxicated or what have you away from me. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah. Like you tackle her, you yeah. tackle your friend and apologize later. Yeah. So if you don't apologize, cause now they're yeah, not you're a hundred percent not getting in that van. You can fight me. And so for me, it's like needy in a way was a contribution to that. She's also a villain. She's a terrible friend. And then she goes home and she doesn't call the cops. She calls her boyfriend. She doesn't, she's not like, hey, like, then they would have been on the radar, you know, like, where's this girl? This band took her. And then no one would have been like praising this band because they think they're creeps. They took a girl. Yeah. And then the whole scene of them with her in the woods and like Diablo Cody uh, claims that it's like phallic imagery that they like stab her with a knife and all this stuff. Oh. And it is comic and all this stuff. And I think it could be. I think her dying is representative of her innocence dying. Yeah. 
that she's like ripped from this. She was innocent. And then when she comes out, she's a mess. She's like, she's, she's hideous. (laughs) She's like all disheveled. She's bloody. And she like vomits. She's like trying to eat. She's like, it's all this stuff that's like, who couldn't say that that's exactly a feeling that you would have had you encountered rape? Yeah. And then she then proceeds to like lash out to people around her, to the people who are closest to her, needy, who abandon her. Yeah. 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 I'm there <laughs> with you. Sorry, I'm like going crazy. I just was like, I don't know. I feel like it had the potential. And when you're really, 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 really digging for gold, like I am, you can find it. But it, it could have done so much better for itself to have the gold out there and not so deep and having to wade through this water to get to it, you know, (laughs) come on. (laughs) Like we, I think, I don't think that it's Jennifer's body should have been made now. I think something like Jennifer's body needs to be made now, but better. Yeah. Like, I think we're owed it. We're owed a new monstrous woman like teeth, or something like um, other things that we're going to talk about. Well, we need the monstrous woman who has the power. And I don't think she needs to start the way that Carrie and Ginger Snaps did. Yeah. I think she can start like Jennifer did. Yeah. And show that even these women who are perceived to have all this power and confidence are also weak and also like have vulnerability. Like the thing is, as the movies, it's like that they're insecure. Yeah. Like that we're Jennifer women. is insecure. Like as people, like it's just natural. You're a teenager. You're... You can be as pretty as you need to be, but everyone has insecurities. And the, to assume because of how someone, like, looks that they're this, like, ah, thing. Yeah. It's like, no, we're people. Everyone's insecure and stressed out and innocent until they're not. And Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially that ideology that, like, what you're wearing constitutes rape. Yeah. Like, what Jennifer is means that she should be treated that way. Like, so we can write it off and she's the villain, you know? Whereas if something like that happened to Needy and Needy were to become that, it would be a whole different story. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, like, also just a side thing is I really love, because they're teenage girls, the the argument they have in the pool where they're, she's just like, why did you only, like, you did not have to come after my boyfriend, but you did it to get to me. Yeah. And just being like, is it because you're so insecure? And she's like, I'm not insecure. I won the snowflake queen, whatever. And it's yeah. just like, that's why you're insecure. So like they're having this conversation. And the fact that it's about the that Jennifer was like going to eat and murder her uh, needy's boyfriend. Like, just take that context out. And this was a legitimate like, let's be frank. You're a shitty friend. And like, I'm not like you are lashing out at me and attacking me, blah, blah, blah. Like if you took that into like real life, like situations, like that's a legit conversation. And it was awesome. Yeah. And I I thought it was so funny and amazing to have because it was such a serious traumatic situation happening. And to put over that this like snarly, like teenage drama was perfect. And I wanted I wish it was that way the whole time. Yeah. That was like gold. That to me was like, oh, Diablo Cody, you're doing it. You're doing a thing. Yeah, look at you. Where you're putting teenagers and you're making it real and you're putting over this dramatic situation. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And then it, and then the movie was just how the whole thing was. Yeah. It was bizarre. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I did actually. I'll talk about it for feelings. I, I, I had some. Well, what about other scenes and things? Anything stick out to you? I guess it did get a lot of, like, critiques of the murder scene. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, like, it kind of desensitized, I guess, what would be raping or murdering a person, a yeah. woman specifically, and by making it comedic. But I definitely thought it was needed to be a little comedic if this was, like, a horror comedy in yeah. its own right. Yeah. Because, like, one... This guy is just so clearly evil. Yeah. You just like watch him walk all around. He's clearly evil. He's like not even hiding <laughs> the fact Brody. that he's evil. My little teen heart breaks. Yeah. I love the OC. But he was so evil. Like it was so blatantly and openly yeah, evil. Yeah, he doesn't give a crap about ladies. He was just like, whatever. I don't care. Look at you, stupid. Murder <laughs> Yeah, now. And it's like they're laughing that she even thinks that they want to have sex with her. Yeah. Like that's one that's a very valid assumption. 
when you're trapped in a van with several men. Yeah. No, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was, like, it was interesting. I guess this is where my messed up mind went, is that when it started to happen, my thoughts were, oh, that's kind of nice. They're trying to distract her. Yeah. From all the murder that's ha- about to happen. Yeah. And the- <laughs> which is just like, what? Yeah. No, they're still murdering her. Why is that my thought right now? Yeah. But like my immediate thought was like, oh, that's so nice. He's trying to make it a little less scary by distracting her before he, you know, stabs her a million times. Yeah. <laughs> but I think with that scene, what's really, really remarkable is Jennifer's character. Yeah. Like when she is so clearly confused and lost and just totally out of like her range of abilities, like just being there and being like, I am so fucked. Like, how did I get here? Yeah. And like having to come to terms with she acts and she's honestly, I felt so strongly for her in that part. I was just like, she is like just a victim. She's this young girl. She's 16 and she's surrounded by these men. She has no idea what they're going to do. And no one thinks they're going to be sacrificed for, for profit or whatever. Yeah. And like their reasonings are really funny. And that's why it goes into the horror comedy. But I really think she showed through with that. And like her looking at them as they're singing and being so bewildered and just being like, oh, is this a joke? Am I going to be okay? Like seeing that in her yeah. eyes is so amazing. It was so great because then immediately they're just like stabbing her and then she's dying. But it's like for that moment, we had like real acting. We had real emotion. We had a real yeah. situation. And it's like over that we're here and like eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. I was like, this is, ph- this is phenomenal. This yeah. is what horror comedy is supposed to be. Yeah, it was great. And I like I definitely disagreed that it was anything insensitive. I thought it was a fantastic scene. Yeah. Blew me away. It was hilarious, yet tragic, yet all these other emotions. It was a full range. Yeah. And I thought it was really great. I think with... Um, I think that's about when I started, I stopped enjoying the movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> for being really honest. It was like, yeah, it was very long for what it was. Yeah. I think for me, and this is just a personal feeling I always have, is that if we just treated women in film equally... And we didn't have these stereotypes and we didn't have to constantly fight back and mm-hmm. make work that needed to be feminist. Like if we could, if this could just have been a slasher in the way that it was supposed to be without needing to be feminist, then it would have done so much better. Mm-hmm. Like if they didn't try and they just made a really funny horror comedy that just happened to have like a woman in it. So like thinking of um, the babysitter. Mm-hmm. on netflix that's phenomenal and yeah. there's no there's no like need for feminism really because because in a way it's already surpassed that yeah like we don't need to talk about how great it is because it should just be expected yeah you know like we shouldn't be like ooh, a woman's on screen or like yeah. oh a villain well maybe that's kind of <laughs> telling to the fact that it was from 2009 yeah yeah i agree and i think like seeing that and then seeing the babysitter where you have this woman who is a teen girl mm-hmm. who is evil and doing all this stuff and it was a horror comedy yeah it was profoundly done and it it didn't need to. It didn't need to make jokes. Like, she was sexualized in a way, but it was almost like that part in itself was laughable. Because yeah. it's through the eyes of this like, young boy. Of course, he's going to be like, ooh, my babysitter, she's so hot. And then it's like, that's not even anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's like a makeout scene between two girls. Still nothing. Like, yeah. that's nothing compared to like all the blood that happens and all the crazy situations yeah. and it's fighting like kind back. It's kind of like an undertone instead of the main point. Yeah, and, like, her rapport with the boy and how, like, even when they're fighting, they have this, like, connection and, like, she actually mm-hmm. really cares for him. That's amazing. That's amazing story right there. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, we could have did that. <laughs> like, it could have been not Jennifer's body. It could have been slut <laughs> becomes, uh, gets vengeance against that without having to be about rape, without having to be about feminism. It would have yeah. been a really great story. Yeah. Diablo, get it back together. Let's get the gang back together and let's fix it. <laughs> let's make a new yeah. one. It's 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 just 2019. Trying to do too much. Like, let's it was do like it. they're trying to be subtle and 
they like were yeah. bad at it. Like they just were really bad at it. That's what yeah. I, was I think they fell short and they ended up in the same place. At, like if a man tried to do it mm-hmm. where it's almost like, why even bother if you're not yeah. going to do it right? Yeah. You know, it's you know like, what? Well, this isn't Joss Whedon. You're a lady. You should know. Yeah. I mean, the man did say this. His name is Ron Swanson. Yeah. Said never half ass two things. Whole ass one thing. Yeah. And that's what they should have did. They should have whole ass this film and they didn't. Yeah. They 100% half ass several things. Yeah. Put your whole ass into it. Yeah. yeah. Back that whole ass up into yeah. it. Yeah. Back <laughs> that whole ass up. Yeah. If you like it, it's Hey Jenny, I got your number. And if you don't like it, it's Needy Needs to Be Less Needy. Okay. So for this idea of monstrous women. Hey Jenny, I got your number. You know, I mean, I like the whole concept. I like, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's a fascinating thing. Um, And I'm really excited for us to like really delve into it. Throughout this month and next month, and mm-hmm. in the new year, new year, new us. Yeah, um, getting all year, historical up in here. Um, yeah, I like that. I enjoyed it. I'm excited to talk about it more. Yeah, I'm excited to to start out this year. Um, yeah, I hope our listeners are on board. We want to talk about stuff. We want to educate you. We want to get educated because. It's media. It is used as a tool. We got to take advantage of it. Yeah. So eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. (laughs) Great. Stabbing your ears with the words. (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, What about Jennifer's body? Ugh. Needy needs to be less needy. Needs to be less needy. I don't know. I didn't like it. I don't really know how to explain it further than that. I just like, eh. It was really long. It was long. And also, like, I was just like, why? Like, half the movie, I was just like, why? Yeah. And it was fine. I just like, I don't know. I didn't love it. It was not one of our favorite things that we've watched. I was yeah. happy when it was done. Because I wanted to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it could have been done so much better. And, like, I found it significantly more interesting once we watch the YouTube videos explaining what the heck it was about. Yeah. But like before that, if I just watched that without all the other like research and YouTube videos, I would have thought it was a terrible movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, I think it fell short. Like you really have to dig for those gems and I happen to really like to dig, but I, yeah. I watching it just originally, I don't know. I enjoyed it, but I also just like enjoy things to enjoy them. You know, yeah. So I think like I I don't know. I thought it was cute. It it got weird in places. I was very interested in the storytelling aspect because it was yeah. it changed a few times and it was very peculiar. Like Jen retelling what happened was such a weird move to happen. Um, but I really liked that it was so weird. Like yeah, her, no, I, this was an interesting movie. I just didn't love it. I yeah, more, like I didn't hate it. Yeah. By any means. I was like, I watched it. It was cool. I just like, if I didn't see the other stuff, I would have had no idea really like why any of it happened. Yeah. I, yeah, I want to say it's like my favorite ever. Um, but I did enjoy it and I, I'm glad it is, exists and I'm glad that there is this like kind of revival happening mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm hoping that that will spur people not to just be like, oh, that would have been a good movie. And instead inspire them to make the good movie yeah i'm for it do it yeah or give us money we'll do it okay (laughs) give us to our patreon and we'll do it yeah come on don't it man make films yeah comedy for the win yeah monstrous women are great i like this topic i can't wait yeah well i hope you're having a wonderful new year i hope (laughs) you you kiss someone yeah, that you love, face that you didn't, like, eat them. 
Uh, I'm just like, hey, friend. Remember, we were just friends. I'm going to touch your face. Okay. Make sure it's consensual and that <laughs> that person yeah, wants you saying. to touch their you face. Ask, you guys say, hey, can I touch your face? And they're like, hey, yeah, that sounds fucking great. Yeah. And then you grab their face with both hands and you put your mouth in their mouth. And it's really romantic and great and everyone's in love now. And that's just what happens. Okay. You're well, welcome, world. <laughs> I, Dating me. Yeah. I say. <laughs> that's new, what that's like. <laughs> new year, new me. Uh, yeah. Get Stay tuned. We're going to talk about new new people. And it's not all just monstrous women. Um, that'll come up all the time because that's what we we do mm-hmm. here at the Ghouls Next Door. But, yeah, we're going to go on an adventure of finding some new people, whether for good or bad. And maybe we'll transform mm-hmm. into beautiful butterflies. Well, let us know what your New Year's resolutions are. We are dying to hear about them. Uh, you can tweet at us. You can send it to our email at thegoulsnextdoor at gmail.com. Yeah, and you know, like, if you're typing your New Year's resolution into uh, our iTunes comments after rating us, yeah. you know, that's an option. That's a good one. For sure. Yeah. My New Year's resolution is to get you to... Subscribe, comment on iTunes. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Thanks, friends. Well, we love you. We love you. And don't get married. Because they'll eat your kids or you can eat them. Because you're a monstrous woman. Yeah. Who run the world? Monstrous girls. (laughs) (laughs) I I got too excited. Okay. Okay. Bye.